This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Hour two on the block coming your way here on Tuesday. Last time you'll be able to catch us in this time slot for the week as we've got the Boys State Basketball Tournament tipping off at 9 o'clock tomorrow. And then that'll carry you through uh, our time slot Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Make sure you stay tuned in to uh, the Boys State Tournament right here. Every game that's at Pinnacle Bank Arena will be on these airwaves. Yes, 937 The Ticket will be handling business. And listen, um... If you want to listen to great play-by-play, Nick Sainert and and uh, uh, Carter, they do a wonderful job of, of handling play-by-play stuff. So you'll you'll get all the information, the details that are it, as if you were sitting there in the arena. If you don't get an opportunity to go down there to Pinnacle Bank, if uh, you are going down to Pinnacle Bank, though, make sure you stop by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul first. It'll mm. be open through state tournament time. Uh, if you're in town, you should already know about it. Stop by, get it again. If you're out of town. You can't leave town without getting it. I would advise uh, catch it on the way out and uh, wait till you get home if you have a long drive. Or wait till you get back to the hotel because it's that good sit on your stomach and make you feel like you want to go go to sleep. (laughs) It's really good, bro. It's really good. So get down there and check them out. Let them know that we down here at On the Block sent you. Please do. Uh, Some sad news to pass along. Uh, thanks to Scott on the text line for at least making me aware of this. Andre Smith, former Husker basketball player, uh, recently passed away. Uh, he was the 1980-81 Big 8 Conference Player of the Year, fourth highest career score in Husker history. That's a blow to the Husker community strike. Yeah. I know Dre. We got a chance to hang out some. And um, he was fighting this thing. And, you know, some of – some great people around Husker basketball was really trying to, you know, get him to, he, he, he's a prideful man. You know, he, he's one of those guys strong to the end. And, and, um, you know, he was fighting, I think he, I think he was fighting cancer if I'm correct initially, and then ended up having a stroke and, um, yeah, you just hate that, you know, especially for the family, the, the Husker family, shout out to his family, you know, friends, um, we, yeah, he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. Solid player, man. He was strong. He's probably one of the most physical guys that, uh, you know, got inside and bang, banged it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, peace. Peace to the brother. Absolutely. Uh, also on the text line, before we get back into uh, conference tournament trick, uh, someone asked, what's your, your Class A bracket look like? I have it pulled up and then give you the matchups. Meaning who do I think is going to win? Is that a question? I mean, it shouldn't be a question, but maybe this is I mean, a first-time listener. It's Flock Squad, baby. <laughs> you know how we do at Bellevue West. We get down there and handle business, baby. No, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, B West has got to come to play. Um, it's theirs to lose. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, they're a very dominant team. They are scrappy. They get after you defensively. They're going to run you. 
Um, shot clock helps this team tremendously because they're never really out of a game with the style of play that they play. So, you know, a lead, a double-digit lead at any point is not out of the realm for them mm-hmm. to get back into it or to, you know, blow you out of the gym. So um, they're going to be tough. Um, you know, keep your eyes out on West Side. West Side's um, in that 4-5 with East. Yeah, keep your eyes on them. Um the other two matchups then are Millard North, Elkhorn South, and Gretna Lincoln Southeast. You know, see, I don't think Millard North is the same, but I mean, you know, it's a program that's been yeah, there. It's a program that's been there. That's not going to scare them to you know get in a in a in a rat race with anybody. Could see some new teams emerge. Um, who else is in there? Uh, so then you have the three six matchup is Gretna versus Southeast. Yeah, so you got Gretna Southeast has been around. Um, you know, great friend of mine coached at Southeast for a while. I don't even – I don't think Schmitty's still there. I think he left the game. Mm-hmm. But Coach Jeff Smith, and I told you the story about Jeff Smith, and, <laughs> you know, I probably would have quit basketball if it wasn't for him. But, yeah, Southeast is they, – they come and go. Let me just say that. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, this one of those teams that, you know, they, they kind of find their way in and they find their way out. I mean, I think a team that we haven't seen in a while is like Lincoln East. Where you know they usually mm-hmm. kind of would, would be up there, you know. How's Lincoln High men? Not in the state tournament. Yeah. The women made a heck of a run of it in the class. Women a, made though. a nice run. Uh, made a made a shot. It got a shot at it. Just came up short. Mm-hmm. Them girls, I watched them play, and it was it was a tremendous game. I mean, it was mm-hmm. back and forth. It was scrappy. It was testy. Miller North, they, they <laughs> South won that one. I mean, Miller South. I mean, I'm sorry, Miller South. Oh my gosh. Um, they have, they have some killers and they have got, they have women that can shoot that thing. You mm-hmm. leave them any space. It's buckets and, and they got it done. I watched that. I watched that whole game. Actually, I called it. It was good. It was a fun game to call. Absolutely. So again, uh, more state tournament action tips off at nine o'clock uh, tomorrow, right here on these very airwaves, the TicketFM.com as well. All right, Strick, taking a look at some conference tournaments around college basketball. Let's start in the Big Ten. Uh, who do you you like to come out of this tournament? Who you like as the winner, and who's your dark horse in that one? <sighs> so in the Big Ten, obviously, you gotta you gotta kind of keep your eyes on on Purdue. Purdue is, is probably the favorite. I think the team that can give them a run would be Indiana, who has already done it twice. The mm-hmm. thing about doing it twice to a team, it's always tough to do it a third time. The thing is, is that physicality wise, they match up with them probably the best outside of maybe um, maybe Wisconsin or um, Michigan, but then there's just so many inconsistencies with that. I think my dark horse is going to... Um, is is going to be probably Northwestern, hmm. just because of guard play. Mm-hmm. It could be Northwestern or um, you know Michigan State. Those two, I would put one A, one B as far as dark horses. You, if you have great guard play, you can win games, and I think they have it. According to uh, Ken Palm, Purdue's the favorite. Makes sense. They have a thirty-two point three percent chance of winning it, according to to Ken Palm. Number two is who you said, Indiana. Exact same odds as Indiana's Michigan State. Yeah. I, I, I like I, that. I, They're playing yeah. better. I mean, minus that collapse at Iowa, Michigan State is playing better. And again, you, you don't bet against Izzo. You don't bet against the guards. Any guess who the fourth highest odds in the Big Ten belong to? The fourth best chances to win the tournament, according to Ken Pond. Illinois? Maryland. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. 
Maryland at an 11.7% chance. Behind them, Northwestern 8.5, Illinois 6.2, and Iowa at uh, 4.7. That's interesting. Uh, that's a surprise for me, but I don't know if I'm I trying tr- to see if I can yeah. how I can view that. But I don't know if I trust Maryland at a neutral site <laughs> as much. I mean, I know it's not pure road, but it's also not pure home. So yeah. I don't I don't feel comfortable giving Maryland that high of odds for no other reason than they might have to play Nebraska. You know, if Nebraska gets past Minnesota tomorrow, we know those two teams are going to have a good game between Nebraska and Maryland. The way the Huskers are playing, Maryland could be out in the quarters. I agree. Um, I think it's a good matchup. That's a good matchup for the Huskers. Maryland is, especially for their defensive style. Mm-hmm. It's a good matchup for them. Which conference do you want to go to next? Uh, let's go to the Big 12. Big 12 next it is. All right, the one seed in the Big 12, surprise, surprise, Kansas. The two is Texas. Kansas State gets the three, Baylor the four. Who do you like out of the Big 12 strike? Um, being that uh, Keontae George um, is dealing with some ankle injuries, uh, so there's been some inconsistency with their guard play at Baylor. Um, I think Kansas has got to be the favorite for me there as well. To I mean, they they they've won it. Uh, they're the reigning champions, and until you beat the champion, I say, um, you know, they're that they're it. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would say be wary of like an Iowa State. Iowa State got the five. I'd say be wary of them. Uh, So, again, according to Ken Palm, Kansas is the favorite, 25.7% chance. Texas, the number two seed, has the second highest odds. I'm out on Texas. I don't don't think they want it bad enough. Again, now that I'm down there, now that I read it, but every time I watch Texas play, they're kind of like Illinois to me, where they should be that good every night. They're just not. They're so inconsistent. I don't give Texas more than about a 1 in 10 chance of winning the Big 12 tournament. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, they don't they don't do it for me. They they don't Yes, they win, but they don't they don't have the eye test that that I feel makes me feel confident in them. The lowest odds in the Big 12 belong to Texas Tech, which to some degree makes sense given everything going, going on, on down there in Lubbock. Yeah. That's a bad run for Texas Tech. I mean, in terms of on-court success, they've had it. But their past two coaches and what's gone down in Lubbock Strick, that is an absolute mess. Yeah, uh, now you lost your head coach. Um, could be some internal disarray. Yeah, I, I, I can see that being the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do the SEC next. All How right. about that? Cool. Uh, the one seed is Alabama. Texas A&M snags the two. Kentucky, after all we were doing for writing them off back in January, they get the three. The four is Missouri. Do you like one of those four? Is there a dark horse in the SEC to you? Oh. I like the way that that sets. Um, Alabama's have been able to get through some obvious adversities <laughs> there. Uh, but I, I would say that they've been the most consistent, you know, in the way that they played the game on both sides of the ball. I think Tennessee's defense, um, which is number one, I think, or close to it in mm-hmm. the country, that gives them a shot. Um, they've also beaten Alabama. So you got to look at that as a possibility. Um, so I would say Tennessee's my dark horse to win it. You know, yeah, They're, they you, get the five. You, you normally would want to go down, but I, I, I would say you know just watch out for like a Texas A and M. You know, just watch out. You know, some you know they're 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 just kind of sneaky to me. Good guard play for them too. Mm-hmm. 
I know defense travels. Tennessee's offensive ceiling, though, is so oh, low. So low. They, yeah. they lost to Kai Ziegler to an ACL tear. And, Strick, they've put up 40 points multiple times this year. Yeah. I cannot trust Tennessee. I straight up can't do it. I also am going to say watch out for Vanderbilt. Stackhouse mm. has something going down there. They beat Kentucky twice already this season, did it at home and on the road. Taking and on that's, the persona of the coach. Yep, and that's your potential 3-6 matchup right there. Wow. Again, Kentucky should be better than Vanderbilt, but maybe it's one of those sports juju things that Vanderbilt just has Kentucky's number this year. I know I know my Kentucky friends don't want to see Vandy again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, Stack is my guy, man. He, <laughs> he's just one of those type of guys that – well, there's two parts to that. One, you 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 just don't look at Stack and see Stack being in like a Vanderbilt type of, mm. of play, right? You could see Stack being at like, you know, maybe Syracuse or mm. you know NC State or you know just a gritty spot. Um, but not Vandy. You know, I could see him being at Xavier, Paul. Sensi, you know, just one of those type of. I, I just Vandy. When you say Vandy Stack, and I just be like, dang, you just don't you forget Stack is in Vandy, right? Mm-hmm. That would be like him going into there. ACC. He does some great work. That'd be like him going into ACC, going, you know, being from Carolina, but you know, coaching at Wake Forest. That's kind of the equivalent of what yeah. he is. That's what it's like to me. Like, hmm. you know, because. Chris Paul, you know, <laughs> Tim smooth, Duncan. silky, you know, mm, drop you, you know, work you. Oh, big fundamental. You know, that's what you think about <laughs> Wake Forest. It's solid, right? That's not Jerry Stackhouse. That's not Stack. <laughs> Stack in your face, <laughs> gritty, grimy. You can see him at like Rutgers, St. John's, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But I don't, I, yeah, that throws me off every time I hear it. I know we talk about, you know, fit for a head coach in the institution that he works at a lot. You know, it's kind of a buzzword. Sometimes though, you need someone who doesn't seem like a fit. You know, you have that Vandy reputation. To get someone like Jerry Stackhouse in there to change that culture, he's done some good work. Maybe that's what they needed. Yeah, he's a good coach. I mean, he's won multiple titles uh, in the G League. And Mm -hmm. um, it's good to see him come down and work in college and and get with some of these young fellas and and help them to – aspire for the next level i like it i like him in college absolutely uh the big east tournament your one seed is marquette the two is xavier but strict according to ken palm neither of those teams have the best odds to win the conference tournament the best odds go to the four seed in yukon and then creighton is the three seed are the odds on favorites um creighton obviously has been up and down topsy-turvy they had a six game losing streak in the middle of the year um you know, they've been at points without Ryan Kalkbrenner. Um, but I'm going to say that Xavier, to me, is a scary proposition. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that they can get over the hump. I think Creighton With Fremantle out, that's a problem. It's yeah. good for them. Yeah, I, I think Creighton finds a way, man, just to kind of – Get that done. I mean, I think the only one that can challenge him is Villanova. Is Villanova, maybe, but unfortunately, I just don't know. Yeah, that this one's a tough one for me. Sarder Heyman text line, help me in the Big East. I, 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 this is a tough one for me. Um, I'm struggling with that one. 
I hope we get a Marquette-UConn semifinal, because that would be all the points. It would be very fun for me mm-hmm. to, to watch that game. I, I don't know if either DePaul or Seton Hall can take down Xavier. Creighton-Nova would be a fun quarterfinal matchup. I hope Nova would be able to muddy that game up enough, but I've been really disappointed in Villanova. I mean, they've never been you know, the most talented team. Obviously, they had plenty when they won those two national championships, but it's been so much more about culture and institution that has about talent and even accounting for that the talent at Villanova this year has not been the same yeah I I I can't vouch for Villanova it's unfortunate they've always been a great program usually have great leadership great guard play just uh, they're not doing it for me right now you think Patrick Ewing makes it to next season for Georgetown don't think so no too bad yeah uh moving on then to let's do the Pac-12 your two heavy favorites, the only people with double-digit odds uh, to win this, are UCLA Arizona. and Arizona. You think it comes down to those two? I think it's going to come down to those two, and it, at that point you can go either way. Um, UCLA lost to Arizona once already, and then— And made up for it. They made up for it at the end, and um, they followed it up with an ugly loss to USC, so— I, I think it can go either way, but I actually do think that UCLA is probably the hotter team. They had a lot of their mismats early on. Um, Jaime is phenomenal mm-hmm. as far as his, his play and his resume and what he's putting together down there. I, I, I just think UCLA ultimately would be the one that's going to win out. Uh, UCLA did lose Jalen Clark, who's one of the better defenders in the country, but I, I still think Mick Cronin's done an awesome job down there in Westwood. Again, speaking of fit, Mick Cronin didn't seem like a fit for mm-hmm. Los Angeles, but he's done some it's really solid out. work down there. Yeah, it's working out for them. Uh, to the ACC then, Strick, <laughs> this is one that kind of freaks me out a little bit as a Duke fan. Duke has the highest mm-hmm. odds or the best odds to win the ACC tournament. I don't know how much I like that, but as a Duke fan, I don't hate their path. They'll play uh, probably Pitt in, mm-hmm. the, in the quarterfinals, uh, who Duke did beat. They are on the same side of the bracket as Miami, who would have to get past the winner of the 8-9 matchup. I still write off Virginia every year, and they're right up there as the two-seed. I would have to put my money on Virginia. I think I'd have to agree with you, although Tony Bennett and the the Cavaliers have been on a roller coaster ride of (laughs) emotions as far as wins and losses and, and ups and downs and and inside outs and round and round you turn me's but um i think they're the most suitable uh contender i have no belief in duke uh you know as far as the talent wise north carolina has that they are capable but are they willing to put in the time the work the effort the extra that it's going to take. I think they started smelling themselves a little bit too much after, you know, the run they made last mm-hmm. year and uh, just haven't been able to get that mojo back. Never found a way to get it yeah. back, which that surprises me. You can understand that maybe early in the season for a team like Carolina, even though they did have, like you said, I mean, four of the five starters from that team coming back, they're an older team. You would think they'd be able to brush it off. They haven't been able to, and that's almost – I mean, that, that is shocking to me. I don't know even what to compare that situation to. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing really you can. There's no way to really address it. I feel bad for Hubert. Hubert was my teammate in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he would have got him right. I mean, What was Hubert like as a player? 
Hubert was very quiet, mild-mannered, kept to himself, uh, worked hard. We always did extra shooting games after. Uh, just went about his business. Mm. Uh, no nonsense. Just probably, I probably see more emotion out of it. Excuse me. He was a pretty emotional player when he was in New York. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of just one of those even-kill type of guys. Do you think Carolina could have used a little more emotion out of him, or do you think that him being steady is what the team needed? I think you. I think there's a way to find a balance. Sure. And, you know, if you find a good balance of it, it can work for you. But yeah, I, I, I think, I think just figuring out how to get all those egos in order was the part that he needed to do. Uh, last but not least, we turn our attention out west to the West Coast Conference. The matchup I think everyone could have predicted in Gonzaga against St. Mary's. Basically, what it comes down to. Every year, Ken Palm's odds had uh, St. Mary's with a 45.7% chance to win, Gonzaga with a 44.5% chance to win. Again, these two teams split the regular season meetings. They both won at home. Uh, took St. Mary's overtime to do it the first time Gonzaga got revenge, then in the kennel. This is the one-two matchup. They're the class of the WCC. Who gets the grudge match? Well, I, I think the Zags, being that they're probably the most battle-tested of, of the group, um, they've played one of the toughest non-conference schedules that is out there uh, throughout the year. Uh, they have veteran leadership. They have All-American Drew Timmy on the inside. That, that So you can work inside out with that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Timmy gets buckets. He's probably one of the most, the best or most efficient scorers uh, internally. Can step out and do things. Uh, so he's a match make, uh, he's, he's a mismatch uh, problem for anybody. Um I just think on a neutral side, I think they're they're going to be able to uh, tap in and, and get the Gales. Give me the Gales tonight. You're rolling with the Gales? I'm rolling with the Gales. That's Gonzaga's probably more talented, but I want St. Mary's to win. So I, I'm pulling for St. Mary's. They've proven they can beat Gonzaga, and that defense is just so good. Aiden Mahaney, that's a name to watch out for. Uh, one last thing then, Strick, before we hit break, before we go to uh, Steve Sipple, talk some Husker football. National Player of the Year on the men's side. To me, it comes down to a couple guys. Jalen Wilson of Kansas and Zach Eady of Purdue. Again, I think Eady had the early storylines, but both of these guys won their Conference Players of the Year. Trace Jackson Davis also up for the award. Uh, Chris Murray up for the award from Iowa. Jalen Pickett still in the running. Maybe Drew Timmy, but again, I still think it comes down to Wilson and Eady for that one. Yeah, um, and then I'm going to give the edge to Edie. Edie, I think, is um, unf- – I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't want to say unfortunate, but, um, you know, he's averaged 21 points a game, 13 rebounds, 2.3 blocks uh, in the regular season as the champion of the Big Ten. Um, I just – I mean, he shoots 61% from the field and 72. I mean, he's his numbers are just – solid off the charts you know his numbers mm-hmm. are just solid across the board and, and and i think that's just tough to break they never broke out of the top five mm-hmm. um maybe i could be wrong maybe they hit six at one point but i i don't think so i think top 10 most, all year at least. oh definitely mm-hmm. top 10 so I, I i think i just think that you know his consistency throughout is one thing that i'm just going to bank on i think he ends up winning it uh breaking news from the nfl again uh daniel jones does officially sign a deal with the giants Four years, guess how many mil? Hmm. Uh, 102. 160. Oof. Daniel Jones gets $40 Oof. million dollars a year, $82 million taken home over the first two years. Oof. 
I don't know about that one, Strick. I don't know about that one. Young fella, hey. Your agent was good. Maybe uh, Jackson needs to hire your guy. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought they'd been, he would have went that high, but hey, who am I? Congrats, Daniel Jones, Congrats, I guess. Daniel Jones, and your agent. He did a service for you. <laughs> the three, five, or six <laughs> percent that of that man. is going to look very The other nice way around, Austin, the other way. Normally, we would say Tom Cruise, you know, would be telling, um, you know, um, my guy from, uh, you know the movie, show me the money. Oh, yeah, Jerry Maguire. It's the other way around, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones was telling him, show me the money. And it got shown. Show it. Well done, Daniel Jones and his agent. We'll step aside when we get back. We got Steve Sipple of On3 and, of course, here on Early Break with Sip and Jake. We'll talk some Husker football with Sip after this.